0: Any day that ends in pizza is a good day in my book.
1: Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. More days should end in pizza. Yeah. More people should eat more pizza, <laughs> and then more days would be good. This is the final call for me. The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode two hundred and sixty three. Scotland is the only country in the world in which Coca Cola is not the top selling soft drink. Because who needs Coke when you've got urn brew? Um. apparently every other country in the world. Putting together a list of our most memorable experiences for 2016 is not an easy task. Obviously, it's one that's a lot of fun, and we're very lucky and very blessed to have had some amazing, amazing experiences. But it's not easy to pick which is the best, and especially to rank them. But one thing that is easy every time I go to travel is deciding what I'm going to pack in. And that is my Tortuga Outbreaker Backpack. This Tortuga Backpack has been with me for the last three years, no matter where I travel all over the world. It's the perfect carry-on size travel backpack. So if you're looking for a backpack, go check out tortugabackpacks.com. Don't forget to use the special promo code that's only for EPOP podcast listeners. And the promo code is EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters, and that'll get you a special 10% off your entire order.
0: In the morning I'll show you London afternoon. And if you feel your Dublin heart is burning? Yeah, when well, you don't have
1: Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who really enjoyed living the high life in business class on our flight home from Barcelona, my wife and constant travel companion, Heather.
0: Who wouldn't enjoy that? I mean... Do people not enjoy going on business class?
1: No, I, uh, of course. I, <laughs> I really enjoyed it too. I just, you were very appreciative and I think you just, yeah, you soaked well, it in. You put on those little um, airplane socks they gave you, got all cozy, cuddled up, fell asleep. Yeah, you just, you enjoyed the wine, the yeah, movies. It, it was, was a good time. It was
0: great. I was really surprised that it happened and... When we had when we got on the plane and our seats our original seats were not the best seats when you have a 252 two formation on the plane and you don't get the two seats together you get stuck in the middle
1: yeah, it it's was bad. It's kind
0: of the worst seat you could have on the plane.
1: Yeah, it was bad news. And for those of you who follow us on social media, maybe you've seen it. For those of you who don't, what are you waiting for? Come on, people. Twitter, at Pack of Peanuts. Instagram, at Pack of Peanuts. We were super active for our last trip through Spain and Ireland um, Heather's been doing awesome with those pictures, everything with the social media. So follow us. Get on there. You might have seen, then if you do follow us, how we got a $7 business class upgrade. And um, we've been getting tons of comments. I mean, probably the most commented on thing we've ever put on social media. Um, you can follow us on Facebook too, Extra Pack of Peanuts. But we got $7 business class upgrade. And uh, the long story short is that every time we fly on a long flight, we buy chocolates for the flight attendants. Now, this isn't... For the sole purpose of getting upgraded, if they want to treat us well and uh, an upgrade, us, great. But we buy like a little thing of chocolates for the flight attendant. Yeah, it just
0: it starts the trip trip off on the right note because I don't know about all of you listening, but I get really cranky at airports sometimes. You know, I don't look forward to the flight or being in the airport or going through security. So it was Trav's idea to start giving chocolates, and it just kind of puts me, especially in the right mindset of being nice. When you're at the airport. Yeah. So Which maybe for other people is just
1: <laughs> Well, I don't think mo- most normal. people probably don't enjoy the airport experience overall, you know. Um, even if you have lounge access and things like that, it, it can be okay. But yeah, it's hectic. You're rushing around and things like that. And the flight attendants have to bear the brunt of everything that's going on basically once you get on the plane. So anytime we have a long haul trip, you know, and anything that substantial, we buy chocolates for the flight attendants. Usually it's somewhere between like $7 and $15, whatever it is. Now we got a lot of questions on how to do it and all the exact process everything like this. All I do is I buy chocolates. I make sure there's enough for like each flight attendant. So, you know, at least 10 or at least 12 to 15 pieces or more. And when we walk on the plane, I just give it to the flight attendant. And this time I said, hey, I just want to say thank you. You know, we have a few friends who are flight attendants. We travel a lot. We just want to say thank you for taking the time to make this flight great for us and comfortable and all that. Gave it to them, went to our seat, sat down, now, mind you, we have done this uh, probably about nine times, right? The, about yeah. nine times, let's say, give or take, a time or two. And we have always, they've always been super appreciative, except for that one time when I gave it to people and there's like a translation error. And I think they thought I was, I don't know, giving them some crazy package. Either way, most people <laughs> understand it. Um, and, and they've always been very appreciative. Uh, occasionally, we've gotten bumped up into better seats in economy, you know, mm-hmm. the bulkhead with more legroom. We've gotten plied with liquor, even though we've told people, hey, this is enough, like to one flight just kept bringing me gin. I was like, I don't need any more, man. So they've always been appreciative. This is the first time they actually came to us and said, hey, grab yourself. We're going to move you up to the front of the plane. They moved up up to business class. So just a really nice thing to do. And uh, we've been trying to spread the word about it on social media and and, uh, our followers. I sent out an email about it and gotten a lot of questions. So that's what we did. We got to enjoy business class then on our flight from Barcelona to Boston, an eight-hour flight, and it was great. And uh, they were super happy with the chocolates as well. So that's all it really takes. So we're calling it like the Trav chocolate trick. It's not really a trick. It's just, just trying... Just some chocolate. Just buy some chocolate for the flight hey, Everybody nice.
0: loves chocolate. Yeah,
1: and maybe you'll find yourself... Uh, on those lie-flat seats with those nice little socks, um, you know, having having some champagne up in the front of the plane. Maybe not. Either way, it's a nice thing to do. So there you go. Um, we This is part four of our year in review. I feel like we've been doing the year in review for a while now.
0: Well, it's still January. It's still January. So so that's positive. So so
1: we're okay. (laughs) So our year in review, 2016 year in review, part four, part one was the uh, stats and superlatives. So if you missed that, that's how many miles we flew, how many beds we slept in, the best and worst accommodations, stuff like that.
0: Part two was our best meals, which was one of my favorite to record because it's always nice to relive those best meals.
1: And thank you for everyone who's shooting us emails and tweets and stuff, telling us, like, a lot of people said, Oh, this is my favorite episode of the year, the best meals. You know, a lot of you like to eat too, but it's great. It's a great part of traveling. Part three was our best coffee, beer, wine, and dessert. Um, we agreed on the best dessert. Both of us had the same number one. We also. Yeah agreed on the best beer of the year too. So if you haven't listened to that, give that a listen, find out our best dessert of 2016 and our best beer of 2016. Both If you are
0: know killers. that Trav and I agree on the number one, it's got to be good.
1: It's got to be pretty good. And then today, part four, our best experiences of 2016, our top 18 experiences. We're each going to give you nine. We're going to count down from nine to one. As always, we don't know the list ahead of time. So I have no idea what she's going to say. She has no idea what I'm going to say. So without further ado... Let, let's hop into it. Our best yeah, 18 experiences. Some of these, if you are a regular listener to the podcast, we thank you. Um, you may have heard us mention these at times. We're going to dive a little bit deeper into the story. But these have been talked about at different times, at least most of these stories.
0: Some of them. I think I might have a surprise or two.
1: And I do as well. Ooh, so
0: I'm interested. Of course,
1: we have the rules of only, you know, each of us have nine. But we're gonna break the rules right away. Do you have any honorable mentions? Well,
0: one of us is gonna break the rules, and it's not me because I do not have an okay. honorable mention. Well, I followed the rules. Well, I've
1: gotta hold I've <laughs> gotta hold strong and break to it. We can't have everyone following the rules here on the Extra Factor Peanuts podcast. I have one honorable mention then before we get into our actual top eighteen. And my honorable mention is the two weddings that we went to in uh the the last one we went to was New Year's Eve in Dublin for our friend Benny and our two friends Benny and Lauren and the other wedding we went to in London for our good friend Drew and it was just awesome any weddings are fun destination weddings or, or flying somewhere for wedding is always a great time. And at any time, we kind of have an unwritten rule. Anytime we have a chance to go to someone's wedding, we ch- do our best to, to go there. So this required flying to London and then flying to Dublin. Um, oh, boo-hoo, right? And we did it. And so those are my honorable mentions just because... They didn't seem to fit anywhere else because they're just a whole other animal for me, weddings. But both were awesome, awesome times.
0: I'm glad that you you had that one. And, and I will, to be completely honest, I do have like a number that has an A and a B. So, right,
1: so you cheated too. I
0: cheated too. But I mean, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll Miss
1: Perfect over there. She <laughs> cheats too. All right. What is your number nine?
0: My number nine is, I mean, this almost could have been an honorable mention, but... I made my number nine, and that was the afternoon that we spent in Oxford in the UK. So when I was thinking back on our memories, and I was actually kind of scrolling through my Instagram, because usually... If it's a really awesome experience, I usually Instagram it. So there was a picture of us sitting at The Eagle and the Child, which is this super old pub in Oxford where these famous writers like J.R.L. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis would go and they would frequent and write and hang out and, do, you know, drink a beer. A
1: literary haunt. A
0: literary haunt. And and there was, this was one of many. This wasn't the only literary haunt. There was like a Harry Potter. Yeah.
1: Well, it's Oxford. I mean, yeah, it's like I mean, you got a big school there and a you've lot got the of people the university
0: That has all the colleges at it, you know, and in the UK, the Oxford has like different colleges all right in there. And it's just beautiful. It's a stunning city. We've of all the times we've been to the UK, we've never been to Oxford. And it was almost an afterthought that we went there, which made it even more special because we were staying with our friends in the Cotswolds and they had to work. That day was a Friday. And she's like, you should take the train with me because I'm going into Oxford and you guys can just hang out in Oxford. And we did. And we just had the best time and we found some good beer and we went to a craft beer place. And it was just, a, we went to a great coffee shop. Yeah, one it was of a those great spur
1: of the moment days where you don't have anything planned and you just kind of meander around and do it. My favorite part of the day was that I got to get, you got took a really good picture of me. I was wearing like my Bluffworks blazer. here. I look kind yep. of like like I had some Studios nice clothes on and, and I took a picture outside of one of the um the colleges and put on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram that I was giving a guest lecture there and everyone believed it. So I like that. That was it was a lie. It was a total lie. It was not a guest lecturing in Oxford. But yeah, a great day. I um yeah, just one of those days. I've got something coming up that's a little similar to that. Um, so we'll touch on that in a little bit. My number nine, of course it couldn't be any higher on my list because it didn't involve you, so it oh, had to be number nine.
0: Oh, wow, Was that's sweet. the day
1: I spent <laughs> in Chicago when we did our solo trip and okay. you were in Miami, I was in Chicago, and I got a road bike and I just spent the whole day Biking around Chicago. Some of this. One of w-
0: your favorite things to do. Yeah, I love around biking city. around
1: cities. The weather was great. I had I the day before I had got one of those bike share programs, and you know, I had to keep trying to find spots to put it back. I said no, I'm paying the fifty bucks or whatever ridiculous amount it was to rent a nice road bike, and I just went all over the place. A lot. Uh, some of that was with um, EPop. Super fan, Kevin House, who showed me all around Chicago. Awesome dude. If you haven't listened to our Chicago Destinations Diary podcast, listen to that. He has tons of recommendations as a Chicago local, but I, you know, up, up and down Lakeshore Drive. I did, um, the Chicago, what I call the Chicago triathlon. So I biked up and down Lakeshore Drive. I took a swim in the lake and then I eat. I ate a uh, pan pizza, a Chicago deep dish pizza. That is, the That Chicago, does sound like
0: a yeah, fantastic Chicago day. Chicago
1: Triathlon. So it was just awesome. And we biked all over the city and it was just cool. That's how I like to explore a city. It was really fun. Yeah.
0: Any day that ends in pizza is a good day in my book.
1: Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. More days should end in pizza. Yeah. More people should eat more pizza <laughs> and then more days would be good.
0: Definitely. So we're on my number Eight, my number eight. So this is, I think, a surprise for anybody listening because I don't know that we talked about this on any of the podcasts. But in October, we went to a concert that was... The single best concert I've ever been to. It was Head in the Heart. It was in Philadelphia at this really nice venue, really cool hip venue called the Fillmore. Which
1: is, if we look out our front window here in our house in Philly, you can basically see it. It's about a three minute walk from Uh, there.
0: We did buy a house in Philly, and at the time of this concert, we didn't have the house yet so we unfortunately couldn't sleep at the at the house but we went down and t- into the city for the concert with some of our friends and i love head in the heart and we'd planned this concert for months in advance and we went and it lived up to all my expectations it was absolutely fantastic i loved it yeah so, they're, they're a great band they're and a great band. we don't
1: see live music a ton we'll, you know we'll see it at, at bars and stuff and yeah, we see all, but. we don't small we don't go to shows things. big shows
0: this is the first time I've been to a big show in a long time and I have to say if you're thinking in 2017 that you should see one of your favorite bands or go to a big event concert you absolutely should do it because it's so much fun.
1: Staying on the theme of entertainment, my number 8, another Ooh. thing we don't do very often or ever really, I think <gasps> I've done watch
0: I forgot is, about this. is
1: go oh, to shoot. see the theater. And so we had <laughs> a fantastic time in London. So the weather was so great when we were there in September, which is very uncommon when the other times we've been to London, it's been awful. So we actually stayed a whole week longer in London just for the fact that the weather was nice and we were just traipsing around. So this kind of encapsulates London as a whole. But there was one specific moment, we're talking about experiences, and that was going to see the Book of Mormon. And again, we don't go to the theater a lot. You know, we had heard the Book of Mormon was good. We went, we tried to get the uh, special tickets that are 20 bucks when you go for the raffle, like two and a half hours ahead. Like a lot a of the shows do it. Yeah, a lottery. Um, little little travel tip there. A lot of the theaters do that. If you go two and a half hours ahead, you can get twenty dollars tickets. If you if you win the lottery, we didn't win the lottery, but we paid forty five dollars and we still got like amazing amazing seats. six rows back, right in the center seat. So even if you don't win the lottery, you can buy what's left over, and they're usually they usually hook it up. So um, we went and saw Book of Mormon. It was a, absolutely hilarious. Very, very funny, very fun, and just something we don't normally do. And so that day in itself, kind of like you said with the Oxford Day, we didn't really have any plans with London. We were kind of milling around. We knew we might go see a show. Then we did. And then we went out and got some food after. It was just a really, really awesome day. And the show was fantastic.
0: It was so great. And I'm glad you mentioned it because I had forgot we even did that. Because well, it's you go. on your Instagram and not on, on mine. It's on <laughs>
1: Pack of Peanuts <laughs> <laughs> Instagram. There. By the way, if you want to follow, if you if you aren't following us on social media, you should. But you can follow at Pack of Peanuts. They can also follow you because you do. we put up different pictures. Heather likes to a double. She likes to keep her Instagram feed a little cleaner and uh, more
0: artsy, I guess. <laughs> so
1: uh, you can follow you too at what? At, Heather Sherry. At Heather Sherry. At there Heather you Sherry. go. Yep.
0: So my number seven is something Trav touched on with his honorable mention. And I, I kind of put an all-encompassing statement as well as seeing old friends in the UK and, and going to our, our friend Drew's wedding. And I didn't tie the two weddings in together because it was for me really obviously I enjoyed both weddings, but the going to to London to see our friends that we taught English within Japan is such an experience because we love these people so deeply. It's different when you live in another country and you experience the same things with these people because you have a different bond than you have with other friends.
1: If anyone out there has this bond, I, you know, I, I'm not going to say it's akin to being like in the military because they go through a lot of things that are much more difficult. But this this thing where you're you're living abroad and you form these bonds much quicker than you might in your hometown or your home turf because you're an outsider, right? You're an outsider in Japan. You're all going through the same things. It's equivalent to like the first first, yeah, the first week in in college where you're all thrown in, you're like, what's going on? You form these bonds very quickly. So it's a pretty cool experience. I think a lot of people out there, if you've traveled have experienced maybe at different times.
0: Definitely. And this wedding was so special because our friend Drew got married and we hadn't seen him. Like a lot of our other friends from Japan, we had seen a little bit throughout the years, but we hadn't really seen Drew for one reason or another. No, the reason
1: was he's (laughs) awful at staying in contact. Okay,
0: I wasn't going to throw him under the bus, but he's really... (laughs) If he's listening, Drew,
1: please respond to my Facebook messages. He's
0: really bad at keeping in touch and so... It was so great to, to spend more time with his fiance and then his now wife and go to this special event and just meet up with all of our friends. That was a really special memory for me of last year, of 2016.
1: Yeah, and it's always fun when you meet friends that you that you've met either traveling or living somewhere else, and then you meet them again either at their on their home turf or you just meet them traveling around the world. It's that that's the beauty of making friendships with people who also love traveling and love this lifestyle, is that you're as likely to run into them in like the middle of nowhere Thailand as you are, you know, somewhere else. So it's it's a pretty cool thing. My number seven, and we've touched on this on our road trips recap, um, we took a road trip this year episode on our New Orleans Destination Diary episode, okay. but that is getting to see our buddy Jerry, who is an EPOP listener and is one of the first people to go through my Frequent Fire boot camp program way back when, um, and getting to watch him play, he's a professional musician, he plays the sax, he's got an awesome voice too, getting to watch him play at Arno's, which is a Sunday brunch. In New Orleans. Yeah, that was awesome. And he's... Yeah, I mean, not only do we get to meet Jerry in person, but then we got to watch something that he does really well, and they have this little jazz trio, and just really cool. He's awesome at what he does. If you get a chance, go to Arno's for the Sunday jazz brunch. Yeah,
0: that was awesome. I I loved that whole trip, and it the, that'll be coming up on my list, and not at number six, though, which is my trip to Vancouver. So...
1: Just the whole thing. Just,
0: well, not just the whole thing especially that it was a kind of like a girls weekend. So I went to Vancouver for about girls
1: weekend for seven days. Yeah.
0: Well, girls, girls week, I went to Vancouver for about nine days and on the weekends we did hang out with, you know, my friend Calum and his, and his wife, Courtney. So there were some guys there during some of the time, but during the week, We basically had a week long sleepover with my two friends, Courtney and Crystal, and both
1: who we met in Japan. So again, (laughs) again, that whole meeting people, forming quick bonds when you're in uh, different countries. Right,
0: and you know, I had some work to do during the days. They're both back in school right now, um, furthering their education. So we were all a little bit busy, but you know, after all of that was done, we'd go out at night. We'd have these like heart to hearts, and just reminded me that it's really important. As much as I love traveling with Trav and as much as he loves traveling with me, I mean, he had an amazing time in Israel. With Don't worry,
1: I've got some other solo um, adventures coming up later on the list.
0: And I just, I thought it was a really special time. I keep saying the word special, but it just was, it was a great experience to look back and, you know, realize that sometimes you just need some of that special girl time where you're really just kind of talking about life and, and moving on and just, I don't know, it was kind of like therapy in Vancouver, which is an amazing city.
1: Cool. My number six. Uh, you've made <laughs> you me, now that you've made that. me jealous, I'm going to make you jealous. This <laughs> okay. is just how these lists work. Uh, there's some there's some serendipity there in that list. My number six is going to the Bluebird Cafe in Nashville. Oh shit! And again, I've talked about this uh, on on some of those podcasts, our Nashville Destination Diary one and a road trip recap. But the Bluebird, I don't watch the show Nashville. Um, Heather does. So does her sister, which makes it a bit ironic that I was okay. the only one to actually go. But <laughs> Just it,
0: rubbing in a little more. Cool
1: little cafe on the outskirts of Nashville. It, You know, you can wait in line. You can get free tickets. I think there's 70 people can see a show at once. So it's this very intimate little place. And
0: it's every night?
1: Every night. I think twice a night. They They might have two different shows, I believe. And... I went and you could stand in line, and I stood in line for about an hour and a half. Got these free tickets, was one of the last people to go in. Sat, you know, within an arm's length of the. They were doing a little in the round thing where they had four musicians, and, you know, one person would play a song, and the others would like wait or kind of. It was cool. I don't know. I am not musically talented at all. And that's why I love watching musicians do their thing because it would be someone's turn to play. They'd be sitting in a circle, someone's turn to play, they'd start playing, then person to the right would be like, they'd hop on their guitar or their keyboard and start like kind of going with them and just jamming together, even though it wasn't their turn. So you just watch these musicians. Usually they play in the rounds. There's like four of them. And uh, they just, they play for about an hour and a half, two hours. And you're just sitting there relaxing, hanging out, getting food, getting drinks. It's a really cool spot, obviously made very, very famous from the show Nashville, but just a neat, awesome quintessential Nashville live music experience that I thought would be cool, but was way cooler than I actually expected and yeah, kind of really made a little cooler that Heather and Julie were like nah, we don't want to wait in line, we don't want to go no, okay. and I got okay. to go so it okay. makes it even okay. better. That
0: wasn't exactly the case. I didn't think you'd be able to get in, number one. Number two, my sister had to work so she couldn't even go like she didn't have time to wait in line so I was like, I'm going to hang out with my sister and then in my head I was thinking, I really don't think travel would make it in, even though I wasn't wishing you bad luck, like, I wanted you to make it in and then when you did, I was definitely jealous number definitely 6
1: jealous. the bluebird cafe all in nashville
0: all right number great 6 great experience oh that's we just have to go back to nashville this year and then i'll sure. and i'll go sure sounds good to me
1: you'll probably go shopping instead thinking you won't get in <laughs> oh, i'll get to go myself again <laughs> maybe it'll be on my list for 2017 all right
0: my number 5 that's what we're on right my number 5 so my number 5 is road tripping and probably not the road trip you are thinking of I'm thinking of the Norwegian road trip. Okay. When I was looking through my Instagram, again, I know know that we talked about like we liked Norway, but it wasn't, like our favorite country we've ever been to, but when I was looking back through my Instagram pictures, I have re- we
1: mentioned you should follow us on Instagram? <laughs> can I keep plugging that? We don't talk about it that much, but no, we don't. Just follow it. If if you, I mean, it's if you like the for podcast, me to look
0: back on my own right, pictures.
1: It's almost I only put it up so that I can remember what we actually exactly. did. But if you like the podcast, you'll probably like looking at cool <laughs> pictures that we put up.
0: So when I was looking back at these pictures, we did. A road trip with your parents which is super fun we love traveling with Trav's parents and the one day in particular where we stopped at this little town called Undredal and it had the smallest stave church and it was like right in the fjords and it was really cool we went in this super super old tiny church and you know, it was like a. I think it was like from medieval times, and they had the painting on the ceilings. It was just a beautiful little church. And then the whole road trip itself you're tr- you're going in and out of the mountains and in and out of the fjords. And then we went up that really curvy road that was like oh, a one way no road. No wonder I
1: blocked this out. of My yeah, that the was because I, I was driving, and it was
0: quite scary. So yeah, and this was before we were in Georgia, so this was like really kind of feel, felt like a dangerous road. It, wasn't. Um, it, it was It's like a, a precursor to what big came. RVs coming down at. <laughs>
1: you oh oh man it was
0: but when you got to the top you saw all of these fjords and i mean it was stunning so that in my memory was one of the best days that we had in norway just kind of seeing what norway has to offer because i was a little disappointed that we didn't have enough time to go further north to go to like Trondheim or see some of the other fjord areas we kind of just touched a little bit like the little bit like the what do you what do you call like the gateway to the fjords? Yeah, almost. I mean you did yeah, Oslo
1: to Bergen, and yeah. and yeah, so you got to see the which is the great. easiest part of the fjords yeah, the to see, see which accessible. is still stunning. I should mention also because everyone knows I love like smallest, oldest, yep. biggest, largest, longest. On that way to Bergen, well, both ways you do go through the world's longest mm. tunnel, the world's true, longest you you car do. tunnel, mm-hmm. and it is what twenty one. Oh,
0: Kilometers? 21
1: kilometers. I mean, you're in there for a long it's time. It's bizarre. To the point that every, uh, like, they put in three, not rest areas, but stop areas as you're driving that are have kind lit of open up, up or, and are lit up and are lit up green and blue to simulate the grass and the sky so that it kind of wakes you up and revives you. Because as you're driving, it, it gets really, I mean, you're in there for 20 minutes.
0: Yeah. It's long. It's, it was kind of bizarre. So... It was... Yeah, bizarre.
1: It was interesting. Mm-hmm. And anytime we can go through the longest something, yeah, it's great. The
0: longest tunnel in the world um, and the smallest stave church in Norway. There you Norway. go. We
1: hit it all. My number five, not in Norway, much closer to home, and this is a bit of a catch-all, but this is something I did a oh, lot. a
0: catch-all, huh?
1: It's not really catch-all. I'll I mean, I'll just tell you what it is <laughs> instead of trying to explain it. My number five is wandering around Philadelphia looking for properties.
0: Oh, so my gosh. I, I can attest to this. This is Trev's favorite, one of his... One of my favorite
1: things to do is to look at real estate all over the world, wander around a city, whether I know it well or don't know it well, try to figure out what neighborhoods what, you know, what are the prices, you know, where's the, what's the kind of the theme of this neighborhood, yeah, you know, like basically I want a cliff notes of, of every city and, yeah. and I try to find it online and and then I just wander around and look at properties. And so in Philadelphia, it was especially apropos because we are looking to buy a place here, And so I would come down. I I did this a bunch a a few years ago, so I kind of knew the layout. But when we got back from our trip in October, I said, I want to buy a property in Philadelphia. Like I've been looking at real estate listings for those two months that we were away.
0: And you've been wanting to buy a property in Philadelphia for at least three years.
1: right? So I just would come down and I would wander around all the streets, even if I wasn't even looking at houses, I, I, I know it's crazy, but I would drive around, I'd park, I'd get my realtor.com app open, I would just find places, I'd wander around the streets, be like, oh, this block's good, this block's not as good, oh, there's a cute thing here. You know, just so I literally knew almost every block-by-block Part of the city, or at least most of the areas of the city, and I just loved it. And then, of course, I found a realtor who is as crazy as I am, <laughs> and uh, who was like, "Yeah, let's go look at ten properties today." And so I would, we just would wander around, we look at different properties, just a lot of fun. So the searching was as fun as the actual buying of a property, which we were for, sitting for Travis, in, for me, for me, <laughs> which we're sitting in now. So I just spent a lot of my time this year. Uh, in the second half of 2016, doing that. And it's just something I really love. And it gets me out of the house. It gets me away from the computer, you know, when you work online and do your own thing. Sometimes it's nice just to get out and be in the the real world and and kind of just be amongst people, even though I wasn't talking to people. Just walking around was enough. So I loved it. So wandering out Philly looking for properties. My number five would probably be Heather's like 1,005.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't mind doing it a little bit, but that's the good thing about, having the freedom to do what you want because I just say to Trav okay you go and I'm gonna stay here and and do this other thing <laughs> yeah whether it's work or whether it's you know something more exciting than working but yeah it's it's I'm really happy that you get to do that but it's definitely not making my top no list what for is the your year. number four my number four is our trip to New Orleans and I don't want it to be all-encompassing but oh
1: uh, a catch-all all
0: encompassing <laughs> I've been wanting to go to New Orleans for a long time, and this just goes to show you that even though we love to travel around the world, there are so many amazing cities and places in our own country in the U.S. So if you don't want to go abroad, you can easily hop on a plane yeah, or, or in if a you car. Can't
1: go abroad or whatever. Or head you need to New a Orleans. Shorter trip.
0: Yeah, because it's just an amazing city. Trav went there before for a bachelor party and he was like yeah it's cool but he wasn't that impressed with the food or with the whole the, the city as a whole but i had been wanting to go so he agreed to go back with me and I have to say that I think
1: she twisted my arm
0: yeah well it wasn't that hard to no. convince him
1: I said let's go to New Orleans like, yeah. <laughs> it's warm
0: there let's go because it was like April so it wasn't quite warm in Philly yet so we went and sp- the specific memory I had I mean all of the restaurants that we to that we've talked in other podcasts were awesome but just kind of Getting into the city and we stayed at the Meridian, Le Meridian, which is a nice hotel. It had a, a pool. It wasn't on the roof, but it was a couple levels up so you could kind of relax and enjoy it an outdoor, pool. An outdoor yeah. pool. But Trav, being the researcher and the thrifty guy that he is, was like, well, let's look up the best happy hours in New Orleans. Which, let me tell you, there are a lot of good oh, yeah. happy hours. It's hard to
1: say best because that city is built for happy hours. So
0: you go to all these gourmet restaurants or these fancy places and they have really affordable, fun happy hours. So just the one day that we did a bunch of happy hours, you and me together, was really fun.
1: Oh, yeah. And listen to our New Orleans Destination Diary episode for all the all the happy hours we went to. It is. It's great. You can wander into these amazing restaurants and these old Crazy hotels that, you know, it's like white glove, you know, white linen service for dinner, expensive. And you're like, yeah, I'll take like, you know, your little $5 appetizer and your $5 cocktail really special. Really nice cocktails. Yeah, you hang out. I mean, that city, as I said, it's built for happy hours because you can just do anything you want anytime. So it's just fun. I mean, and it's, um, I remember specifically this time in New Orleans... There was a day, again, one of my favorite days that it didn't make my list, but it, it should, it could have, was wandering around and uh, same thing. I wandered around the garden district, looking at properties and doing a my own walking tour, like a self guided walking <laughs> tour, which I then took Heather on to. So I did it twice. Um, In one day. And that was really fun. But also there, that night, I remember we were walking around the garden, um, the Magazine Street and the garden district and all. And the weather was absolutely Such perfect. That I had Heather pulled weather. up on we- on the weather dot com app, and I said, "Screenshot this because whatever this temperature is, with this humidity, with this temperature, with, with this like, wind, it
0: this was, is that's perfect. true. That's true. It
1: was the perfect I do remember night.
0: that now. It and was. We'll I think it to- was also the night that we went to Shia."
1: Yeah, which which was, <laughs> we don't want to say what number meal it was, but it's on our Best Meals podcast. Yeah. So it was a great, great night and a great trip overall. Love New Orleans. All right. So that was a catch-all. I'm going to niche it down now, much more specific. Okay. My number four was the day in Georgia that we met Irma. If you haven't heard this podcast, and if you're new to the podcast, that y'all, I'm not going to recap it here, but if you're new to the podcast, one of the ones that we had the most fun recording... um, this year was, it's called The Reason We Travel. And it tells the story of a whole day that started awfully. Well, it started okay. It started fine.
0: Started fine. We had a good meal.
1: Went downhill very rapidly. <laughs> led us to this bus depot where no one could speak English. We were being trying to thrown into a car full of trash. I mean, it was very downhill. It's, we it's, were at a very it's low crazy. point.
0: This story is crazy.
1: And uh, and then it led to this magical experience where we were being driven around. Well, first we had a feast with people we didn't really know. And then we were being driven around these mountains by a guy named, what was it, Toto? And the,
0: I don't think that was his uh, name.
1: Toto, to- to- I forget. They think <laughs> Adams. He was basically, we were in an old Soviet Jeep. He was driving us around, him and his family and us, just yelling, Kilimanjaro, and pointing to the mountains. He spoke no English. It was just this crazy experience. Please go listen to that podcast. It's called The Reason We Travel. And um, that was my number four experience was that whole day of okay, awful, to magical. And awful it was to all, magical, in, all in one day. Which
0: happens sometimes when you travel because you never know what's going to happen.
1: It's it's the unexpected. I mean, life. Or what did I say? It's, it's life unscripted, I think, was the term I used because we were at the end of our rope at 2 p.m. Like this day is awful. I don't even want to do anything. And then by 4 p.m. We we're eating a feast um, at someone's house that we had met. 20 minutes ago. So, <laughs> it was awesome. It
0: was a very cool day, which, forays into my number three, which is the one I cheated on. Okay. So, it's a two-part Took number three. Took us this long to get you to the cheating. Yep, a a and b, and both of them take place in Georgia. So the a part is the drive up to Omalo and the following stay in Omalo. Which, if you didn't listen to our Georgia destinations diary, Omalo is this small mountain village where you have to drive up on one of the most dangerous roads in the world. It's the top one of the top ten most dangerous roads in the world. It's not paved; it's a dirt road. You have to have a four wheel drive and you you have to be a pretty experienced driver on these mountain roads because it's horrifying. You feel like you're always going to fall off the side of the mountain and drop like 7,000 feet to your death.
1: Which there are memorials all along the road of that <laughs> happening to people. Which is people. not
0: very comforting. No. Anyway, the drive up there was just so fun. The whole experience. And I don't want to ruin it in case this is also on Trap's list. It is. So, so we'll just I'll wrap say it up the, drive up, up to the drive up to Amalo is part A. And part B is when we were in another part of Georgia called Kazbegi, where you see Kazbegi Mountain. And there's this monastery called Gergeni Monastery that's on top of the mountain close to Kazbegi. And... It's beautiful despite the fact that both Trav and I got some stomach virus and were laid up for two days. It was one of the most beautiful places I've been to in the world and one of my most favorite accommodations that we recuperated in called Rooms Kazbegi which has beautiful views out from our bedroom so while we were lying in bed running back and forth to the bathroom we could gaze out our window and see this beautiful Kazbegi mountain and the monastery and if we were feeling well enough we could go out to this huge deck that ran the whole length of the hotel. It was just such an awesome experience. And if I ever have a little bit of wanderlust or feel a little bit sad or like today in Philadelphia, it is pretty dreary and windy and rainy in, in January. And I can just think of how beautiful and sunny it was in in Casbeggy staying at that amazing hotel.
1: And because you stayed on the whole Georgia train and, and we <laughs> have gotten mind you, I just want to throw this out to this podcast listeners and, and readers all we have gotten more feedback about Georgia from people saying, like, take me there, I need to go. I love this country like you guys are, you know, um recommending it like it, giving us wandless for Georgia than any other place that we've probably ever been. And that's kind of how I felt before we went, that everyone who had been spoke so highly of it that I felt that same way. So um, yeah, Georgia Tourism Board, if anyone knows anyone there, <laughs> I, I think we've done a pretty good job because there have been probably at this point, hundreds of people who have contacted us saying like, I got to get to Georgia now too. So if you're one of them, A, get to Georgia, B, Find us someone in the tourism board, man. We deserve a little credit here. Um, I will say, because you stayed on the Georgia train, I did just look it up. His name was not Toto. No. He was an ex-police officer driving an old Soviet Jeep through yes. the mountains with us in it. His name was Tango. Tango. So excuse me. Yes. So Tango, don't, don't want um, <laughs> to confuse you with another ex-police officer in Georgia <laughs> yeah. named Toto. No. His name is Tango. Um, so your number three was, was that and the drive up to Omala, which we'll touch on. My number three is another crazy four by four drive through these um, incredible highlands. It's just oh, somewhere totally different.
0: Yeah, that I was not a part of. This
1: was in Israel. Um, we took a Jeep out. For a day in the Golan Heights and just totally different from where we were the day before, which was down in the Negev in the desert. And so, if, if anyone's been to Israel, like, I mean, it's the size of New Jersey and you have desert and highlands and, you know, all types of crazy, um, different climates and, and terrain and all that, which makes it amazing. But the Golan Heights was probably my favorite day up there because not only was it spectacularly beautiful, but we're four by fouring. In this Jeep, and uh, I mean, you know, we go up to the Syrian border. It was just a really cool day because we went up to the Syrian border. You know, we were on the top of the mountains. There was, there's old tanks up there that you can kind of climb around and, you it's know, so you're, wild. you're overlooking into other countries and. Um, We were the guide who was super knowledgeable, had grown up there, was telling us all about the different conflicts. And I was just peppering him with a thousand questions, of course. Imagine that. Yeah. And, and you know, we did a crazy thing where we went up to the border of Syria and up to the fence and he was telling us all about that. And then we finished by eating dinner in an old bombed out Syrian army barracks, um, which was now on the Israeli side. But it was just this like crazy day that you never could have imagined having, having, and the only reason I was able to do it is because I went with Puzzle Israel, this this awesome tour group that does really off the beaten path things. And so it was just a, yeah, starting that day, you know, I was like, oh, we'll go four by fouring through the the countryside. This will be cool. There was a lot of surprises that the day. So um, it was really neat. And a place that I will, if we go, when we go back to Israel, I'll 100% do that exact same thing for Heather. And anyone who's going, I would highly suggest figuring a way to do it because it was, it was the best day I had in Israel um, amazing. the whole time.
0: Yeah, I'm super jealous about that whole trip. But we did have some amazing experiences this year, including my number two, which was our time on the Isle of Skye. My
1: number two as well.
0: Get out. That's so funny. I love it well, when Well, we're getting happens. towards
1: the end, and yeah. this is an amazing day.
0: So we didn't have many plans when we arrived in London for our friend Drew's wedding, which we talked about earlier. and. Although for some reason, I just really felt like going to Scotland. We'd never been to Scotland. And I said to Trav, I just really want to go up there. So we kind of talked to some of our British friends and they were like, yeah, you definitely have to go to Scotland and you have to go to the Isle of Skye, which I had briefly heard about, but I don't know much about Scotland or I didn't at the time. And I'd never really heard much about the Isle of Skye. So we put out this, these tentative plans and we went to Edinburgh, which was very cool. But then we made the trek to Sky, and I, I didn't really know what it would look like. I didn't really have any expectations. We rented an Airbnb on there, which was like what they called wig-wom. a wigwam, yeah. and it was pretty cool and rustic, but th- the weather was really bad. You know, it was kind of just rainy, and when we arrived, it was arrived, pouring, it when was we pouring and it was dark.
1: And we had one day, one full day on Sky to explore, because so we arrived at two night. Nights.
0: We had two nights Yeah, we arrived
1: day. at night, and we had that night. And then we had the whole next day and then that night and then we we're going to leave the next day. So we had one full day to to basically see this island and as much as we could of it.
0: So we arrive at night. We go out to dinner. You know, we just kind of relax. And then the next morning we wake up and the sun Aww. is shining. It's beautiful. We hop in the car and we just drive and we drive basically around the whole n- northern part of the of the Isle of Skye. And it was just stunning. Oh, Stunning. It,
1: it was what we imagined Scotland was going to look like times a million. I was going to say 10, but a million as oh. well. <laughs> okay. um, well, I just times a million. Wow, that's. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. It was it was awesome going to see the Quarang. I mean, had we had more time, now I mean, you can do so many hikes, so much between hiking. the you know, there's just little towns like go through the Quarang and do that crazy hike. We were in the Fairy Glen, um, which someone had told us about how to get this Fairy Glen. I think one of uh, our listeners. So if it was you, thank you. Um, but then no, we
0: couldn't find it and we, we asked find it. like we stopped at the little uh, I was like a little museum
1: yeah. that
0: showed the how people lived on the Isle of Skye hundreds and hundreds of years ago and we asked the person at the desk there how to find this Fairy Glen and she was describing it to us and she's like well it looks like fairies live there and, we're and like, we were like okay, okay whatever this doesn't really help.
1: <laughs> But and she was also had a very thick accent so I only understood like every fifth word but she was basically <laughs> saying like you're going to take a left eventually So like we finally saw a left that looked like, and we went back, and um, we, we happened upon this. And obviously, other tourists know about, too. It's not like no one else was there. Yeah, but there were quite
0: a few people ha- Have there. we
1: mentioned Instagram? There's some pretty cool pictures up there on Pack of Peanuts <laughs> and at Heather Sherry um, of this just crazy. Yes, it looks like you're in. Like you're in in a a storybook. storybook.
0: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. It seems like there literally should be little fairies flitting about. It was just so cool. The whole of Isle of Skye. And we were only there for about... 48 hours, not even. Right. And I could definitely spend a lot more time there. And if you enjoy hiking, some of the most beautiful hikes, that aren't too strenuous. I mean, right. it's pretty easy hiking, I would say.
1: And what was really cool about it as well with the Isle of Sky, it for us, for our experience, I mean, we had one day was that we got, so we left at like, you know, eight thirty. Well, probably it was probably more like nine or nine thirty. If I'm being serious, I don't really remember. But we don't wake up that early. <laughs> um, and we got back to our Airbnb, the wigwam, at like six p.m. And then it started crazy storming Pouring. at like 6 p.m. So that little window from 9.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. when it was bright and sunny and perfect weather was just when we happened to be out driving around. So we got very, very lucky. And yeah, the pictures, I would say the pictures don't do it justice, except they do because we got some really good pictures of it. It's an incredible place. And so the Isle of It's, Sky, it's really special. Also my I number two, it. that one specific day. Um, going to the quarang, seeing the old old man in the or what, the old man a store, then going to the quarang, which is like these cool like
0: it's rocky cold, cliffs, rocky cliffs, mm. and then
1: going to the fairy glen and just driving all around. It was really really cool. So number two, Isle Sky for me as well. Which brings us to drum roll, my please. My number one, Chris, hit a drum roll in here, please. Number one,
0: my number one is of course it has to be the most the place I wanted to go most in 2016 which was Greece
1: Uh, so just a catch all again
0: no not a catch-all in specific there was one day where we had a motorbike and we biked around Paros and we just kind of stopped at all of these little beaches that you can't walk to, you know, you have to you have to drive to them or take a bus or whatever. And we had rented a motorbike and we love biking around the island. travel of course, likes also road biking, but I much prefer having a motorbike.
1: Not having to actually Yeah exert any, any energy. energy. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, right.
0: um, <laughs> and it was so beautiful and I just remember getting to this one beach, Molos Beach, which wasn't a beach that you we swam in. It was really windy when we finally arrived here towards the end of the afternoon. But it was desolate. There was nobody else on this beach. It was more of a surfing beach, and there weren't any surfers out. But the sand, <laughs> I was, like, obsessed with sand. Yes, this I forgot. Sand. You were
1: obsessed with the
0: sand. It was so It wasn't even that soft. great of a beach,
1: but you're like, this sand is well, so okay, soft. okay, not
0: that great of a beach. On either end of it, there are, like, these, these hills. It's, like, not really cliffs, but... It, it was like a it was little a cove. Pendant, a cove, yeah. It was a cove, Sorry, I couldn't think of the word. And it, I don't know, it was just so special to me. And you could see out, look out at the expanse and in the distance. You could see another Greek island on the other side, which I, I think can't there's remember. a picture,
1: a picture on Instagram of that. At Pack of Peanuts, at Heather Cherry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so funny. Um but I just I remember sitting there and like writing in and I didn't have any paper so I just took out my phone and wrote a note like of exactly how I was feeling while I was at that beach for me it was a really kind of momentous occasion that I felt really inspired by this whole day and being in Greece and having the best time on Paros. I think it was like our last full day on the island of Paros. And And we
1: hit a a lot of beaches that day. Golden Beach
0: was awesome, like way better than we
1: thought. Um, We hit another beach at the end, Santa Novia or Maria Yeah, which was
0: okay. They were just, yeah, it was cool. I loved Paros more than Santorini even. I mean, I don't know. They're both cool in their own way. But Paros, to stay for, we were there like seven nights. And it's such a cool island because it's bigger and there are so many good beaches. Whereas Santorini, the beaches are... It's not like as beachy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, It was that was a great day. Yeah, loved it. Paros is a cool island. That was a great day. I was going to put it in here. I'll throw it in now. Honorable mention. Um, (laughs)
0: Number two. Swimming
1: in Hotel Senia on the island of Paros because it's an infinity pool. And Heather got this really cool picture again on Instagram (laughs) um, of like from our hotel room is like was way above the pool, maybe four stories or three stories. And it's me swimming to the edge of this infinity pool. But then in the like on the other side is the, the ocean. ocean. It just looks really cool and it was a really neat place. So um yeah, Greece just was cool. Paros Greece. was cool. Loved My number Greece. one, as you already mentioned, is is in in Gre- uh, Georgia. Georgia. And it it's pretty cool because your number one place to go when we did our travel wish list, which we're gonna do our travel wish list for 2017. That's gonna be an episode coming out soon, and that's where we want to go in twenty seventeen. You know, like what places? And when we did our travel wish list in twenty sixteen. You want to go to Greece. I want to go to Georgia. It's cool that both lived up to the hype in our own minds, but we each liked the other person's place
0: oh, absolutely. as much as they did, yeah. too. I
1: mean, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, Heather liked Greece. I thought it was okay. And I love Georgia. And she thought it was okay. We both they loved both, both places. They both spectacular places. Um, Omalo, again, we've talked about this at length if you're listening to the podcast. So I'm not going to rehash it too much. But if you haven't, tiny town in the mountains. You can only get up there like five months out of the year. 100 people live there. And you are in the some of the highest mountains uh, you are in the highest mountains in europe, and it's it 's the only way I can describe it is being in a place as beautiful as Switzerland, but much more rustic and with way less people there yeah um, as we said, one of the world 's most dangerous roads to get up there so and there's I no just, cable
0: car. There's no, nothing. Yeah, there's
1: nothing except you're getting a driver. Or you're driving yourself. Get get a driver. Um, And I there was one day where I was standing out there. We were only there two days. One day I was standing out there on the top of this one hill and I was overlooking the castle up in the distance the and fort. the little town. Yeah, the fort. And there's just wild horses roaming. I mean, literally it's wild horses roaming around.
0: It was like not being in a storybook like in, in Scotland, but being in some alternate Place like another century more, like yes,
1: it. it and that's how people had described it to us. Like you're going to feel like you went back in time. I mean, there's wild horses running all over these hills, and there's these the huge Caucus Mountains behind there, snow capped. I just remember sitting there and saying out loud, "Is this real? <laughs> Is it like I?" I said to myself, "Travis." I remember speaking out loud because I couldn't. I had to get it out of my head because it, it was like such a heavy, not a heavy thought, but like so. Um, it, it was in like my head and it was... A transcendental experience. Yeah, it was like, Travis, pinch yourself. Like, is this really... Like, you're standing in this place watching wild horses run all over these mountains, over a town of like 100 people, looking up at these snow-capped mountains, this fort in the background that's been there since the 1200s. I, it it was surreal. Um, and so Omalo was my number one place and my number one experience of the year. I mean, Georgia as a whole was awesome, but Omalo itself, if you get a chance to go there, I mean, just do it. It's, and even if you don't have it planned, go to Georgia, get to Omalo. It's, it's incredible. And so we had a really, really great year. But to me, that was the one place that I just, I couldn't have imagined I ever would have been. You know, even yeah. even like two or three years ago, you know, I, I Georgia wasn't on my radar. I I hadn't really heard of it. I didn't even know this town of Omalo existed until a friend told us about it, and we actually were in Georgia. And I'm just thinking, this isn't like anything I would have thought. Um, Scotland, at least I had some basis, even if even if it was a million times better than, <laughs> than what I thought. Ten times better. <laughs> this was Omalo was a place that I I you didn't, didn't even know even exist existed in my yeah. imagination. So it was really cool. Really cool. Um, and I
0: just, I want to kind of throw you under the bus a little bit by saying that a couple weeks ago when we were looking back over a year before we prepared this podcast, you were like, we didn't really do much last year. We didn't really travel that much. I am calling you out.
1: Well, that's, uh, well, <laughs> I, I don't, I, uh, I mean, maybe those aren't exact, my exact words. I, they were something like that until we start that's why we do the year in review. I mean, it's, it's, Probably as much for us as it is for for you guys listening, um, because it it really helps us realize the amazing experiences we've been fortunate uh, enough to have, um, and we know we're very fortunate. We know we're very blessed. So the we do the episodes to to remind us of that, but also obviously to to try to inspire you to do it, to give you advice on how to do it, to kind of spur that wanderlust in you. A lot of you probably don't need any more spurring on, but hey, we're gonna do it anyway, and um, and so that basically wraps up our our four-part year-in-review series. Those were our 18 best experiences, give or take a few. We're throwing them in there, a few honorable mentions. Um, And yeah, an awesome year. And here's to an even better 2017 for us and for everyone out there. So if you're listening, again, my goal maybe for this podcast is if someone out there doesn't have Instagram, to get them on Instagram just to follow (laughs) us. I mean, that'd be cool because I I didn't have Instagram for a while. Um, It is really an awesome way to follow people and an awesome way we love to put pictures up there and to even, you know, some of the pictures we write longer posts about. So it's kind of a way to follow our journey because we don't write as much on the website as much. So it's a great way to to see snippets of what we're doing. And we love interacting with people on there. So if you, if you don't have Instagram or if you do, um, yeah, seriously, it, it's a really cool way that we love to interact with people. So at Pack of Peanuts, at Heather Sherry, we've been much more active on it. And as we're more active, we obviously get more people... Um, giving comments and all, so it's just been a really fun way. In the last, what do we say, eight months, where we really put some more effort into it to to interact with people and to kind of chronicle our travels.
0: Yeah, definitely. So. And if you're
1: someone who's out there' who's traveling as well, you probably want to chronicle as well. So yeah, hop on there. Um, you can follow us at at Pack of Peanuts at Trave- or uh, at Heather Sherry as well as one other social media thing that we want to touch on very quickly: the EPop Scavenger Hunt hashtag EPop Scavenger Hunt. We're going to keep bringing this up. So yeah, uh, this is on. You know, you can find it on Facebook at the extra pack of peanuts page. You can also find it on Twitter and on Instagram, but Epop Scavenger Hunt, where we're buying drinks, you know, coffee or beer or something like that. Um, when we go to cool places around the world for people, and then you have to go find that place. It's not hard. We tag them, so it's pretty <laughs> easy to find, right? Yeah. And if absolutely. you're one of the first people to get there, you get a free drink on us.
0: Yeah. And in fact, I put up a picture of Philadelphia on Instagram this morning, and one of our followers, listeners, readers said we have to try this place in Philadelphia for their hot chocolate and she said you should put it on the Epop Scavenger. We will and so, so it might be coming soon.
1: It is so there you we know, have it, to try it first. I I know it's gaining a little momentum, so we're gonna keep telling you guys Epop Scavenger Hunt. Yeah. And if you if you are one of the people who get the drink, the only rule is that you have to then tag us at Pack of Peanuts. Use the hashtag e scavenger hunt. Let us know that you got the drink. Take a picture of it so that we know you got it and, uh, and enjoy it. That's the other rule. Enjoy it. And if you want to pay it forward and leave another drink for the next EPopper who comes through, even better. Um, not required, but hey. Paying it forward never hurts. So there you go. Just like the seven dollars buy chocolates for the flight attendants. Paying it forward never hurts. So thank you guys for joining today. We've given you a ton of different things to listen to. If you're someone who has been binge listening to EPop, um, you know if you're new to the show and you want other episodes,
0: binging is not just for Netflix.
1: It's not just for Netflix. It's for podcasts too. Um, part one of our 2016 year interview: the miles we flew, the beds, the amount of beds we slept in, all that. Part two: our best meals. Definitely want to listen to that one. Part three, our best coffee, beer, wine, and desserts. If you like coffee, beer, wine, and desserts, or even <laughs> two of the four, or one of the four, or whatever, um, have a listen to that. That was a really fun episode. And then this is part four. As well as during this podcast, we mentioned a lot of the destinations we, we mentioned. We do a, what's called a destination diary episode, where we give you... the It's like the a places guidebook. places that
0: we went to, yep. either to eat, to stay, the activities that we did. It's just cool because if we like something, we want other people to try to experience it in a similar way.
1: Yeah, it's a podcast guidebook. It's like actionable advice. Hey, here's if you should rent a car or not. Here's how to get around. Here's the best places. So we love doing that. And a lot of you have been on social media. Hey, when is your Destination Diary Ireland going to come out? When's your Destination Diary Barcelona going to come out? Those will be coming out shortly. We'll be recording them very shortly because we just got done that trip. But at this point, we might have 11, 12, 13 different Destination Diary episodes out there um, from Georgia to Paros to Santorini, to New Orleans, to Nashville, so a lot of the places we mentioned this year, we've done destination diary episodes on. So you want to have a listen to those as well. So we will be just in your ears constantly. <laughs> um, so we appreciate all the um support as always. Of course, we appreciate the support from Tortuga Backpacks, who is today's sponsor for this episode. If you want a great travel backpack, TortugaBackpacks.com. Of course, of course, of course, of course, use the promo code EPOP EPOP all capitals) that'll get you ten percent off. And uh, we love you guys we appreciate you hanging with us for a whole nother year this up it's weird now to put a bow on 2016
0: (laughs) i know but we'd also love to hear from you about some of your favorite experiences of 2016 so you can put it in the comments on this podcast you can tweet us you can interact with us on any of our social media
1: yeah let us know what what you love in 2016 and uh, maybe we'll hit that up in 2017 so thank you guys for joining um for listening Thank you as well for making us the number one rated travel podcast on iTunes and until next time
0: Happy free travels I'll show you very soon.